We are ready to begin this week's parsha. This parsha uh, told us. Yes. So the Gemara says in this week's in in uh, in Baba Basra, page sixteen B, Tazayin of the base. I'm Rabbi Yechonon. Yechonon said, "Chamish Averus Avar Osa Rasha Ba'osa Yun." So I think Gemara that there are five Averus, there are five infractions that that Rasha, referring to Esav, committed on that day. Boal Nam he had a relationship with a uh, an engaged young lady. That's number one. Vaharagas Nefesh, he also killed somebody. Vakafar Biikar, he denied the existence of Hashem. Vakafar Betchiasamesim, and he also denied resurrection. Vishat Esabuchora. And he also, uh, Rashi explains, he ubiza esaboida. He embarrassed the, the, the Rabbanishalim service of the firstborns by, by selling, by selling it. So Taisus here points, the Gemara goes on to prove how do we know that these are the four, five things that he committed. That Esav committed, but Taisus here points out that it's really not prohibited for it's really not prohibited for a Ben Noach, somebody who is uh, a, a son of Noach, literally a descendant of Noach, who is not Jewish, who did not become Jewish with the, with the Jewish people at Har Sinai. It's not prohibited for them to uh, have a relationship with an Aram Ross and engage young lady. But still, says Taisus. Even though they weren't commanded, it's not a, it's a disgusting thing to do. It's not proper. And the same thing applies to the to the sale of the firstborn. Even though there's no mitzvah not to sell the firstborn, uh, still it's a mechura It's not right. It's not the, it's not it's not uh, it's not the, it's not proper to do something like this. Okay, so that's what the uh, the Gemara says. So the Gemara here says that uh, what we know, what it says in this week's Pasha, is that one of the major Averos that were committed by, one of the major Averos that were committed by Esau on that day was is that he sold the uh, the firstborn. And that was, he sold the uh, the service of the firstborn. At least that's what it seems like, a simple statement of uh, of Rashi. And then he sold the the, the, sta- the service of the firstborn, uh, and that wasn't the proper thing to do. He said on that day, on the day Avraham Avinu died. Di- right, oh, and the okay. day means right. on the day that Avraham Avinu died. So he committed those uh, those infractions. So then it was that uh, it seems from the says Toisvus and the, the Gemara is is really clearly saying this is that he did not commit that he did not it wasn't proper. To do this it wasn't proper to sell the firstborn. So our topic for this evening is is uh, related in, in in a certain way to uh, sales of uh, because Esau sold the, the the rights to the firstborn. So our topic this evening is related to sales. Um, the question, which is is a specific question that uh, I'd like to discuss, it's a specific question, but then it it, it broadens out to a more a broader question, which we will see, and that is as follows: the question is found in the uh, sefer called the Maora Saparsha, from uh, that was pointed out. This is just uh, printed recently from Rabbi Yakim Devorkis. So in the Maora Saparsha, on uh, this week's parsha, the entry, he quotes the response of the Machane Chaim. The Machane Chaim. In uh, volume number five, Chelik Choshimish Patsimin Yud Gimel has a uh, the following question. His question is: Is it possible to sell an aveda? Okay, let's say a person commits an aveda. For example, a person commits an infraction, and that infraction that they commit is that they eat non-kosher food. Let's say they eat something not kosher. So we know that if a person eats not kosher, there is repercussions to that. Right, a uh, person uh, there is there is a uh, uh, 
right? It's, I mean, there's repercussions that can be that can be uh, given to the person uh, by by the best, and it could be given to him by the rabbinical court that uh, is 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 here. But also, if that doesn't happen in Olam Abba, also in the future, he can uh, right in the future. It could be uh, also in all my boy in the world to come. There's also repercussions from Hashem. So can a person sell those repercussions? Can he sell them to somebody else? That's what the uh, the Machne the Chaim is answering that question. So the Machne Chaim says that he cannot sell it. He cannot a person cannot sell his Avedas. and he has a raya. He has a proof from Morin Shabbos on page 55a. Morin Shabbos on Nun Hey Amaral says like this: Amar Avami. Ravami said, "Ain misa belochet. There's no death without sin. Vlein the surim below oven, and there cannot be punishment without sin." And the Gemara then comes along and brings a proof, right? Uh, the Gemara brings a proof from Sukim. For Gemara, for example, the Gemara says, "Ain misa below oven. There's no death without sin." Dechsev, as it says in Yecheskel eighteen, hanevishachotasi Thomas. The 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 soul that sins, it will die. Right? So it has to be that the person has to commit the infraction themselves. So says the 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 Machane Chaim says the uh, that it says in the in in Yecheskel, it says Rishas Harasha Tialov. It's the evil of the evil person that will be upon him. Or Tzidkasatzadik Alav Tiyah. It's the righteousness of the righteous person that will be upon him. Is in order for a person to uh, be punished for an infraction, they have to commit it themselves. It has to affect them. They have to commit it themselves. It has to affect them. A person, in order for a person to go to Olam in order for a person to go to the world to come, it has to, it has to affect them. It's, it's not a commodity that could be sold or bought. It's something that affects them with their actions. And if they don't commit the action, so therefore they're not going to suffer or they're not going to get the reward. Therefore, they can't sell it, says the Machin You can't sell a reward, because a reward is a consequence of your actions. Yes, I'm sure. Didn't uh, somebody buy one time the uh, Silas Lulav from the Barak? What? Right, so we're saying you can't do that. Here we're saying you cannot do it. You can't sell the you cannot sell the, uh, the, the Aveda and you cannot sell the schat. It's exactly what we're saying. Right? That's the question. You cannot sell. Um, oh, so this brings us to the topic of selling in general. Selling, this is a specific question of the Machne Chaim, brings us to the topic of in general selling the schat of a mitzvah, the reward for a mitzvah, or the oinish, or the, the punishment for an Aveda. Right, and that topic begins and ends with the um, begins and ends with, or it, it could be found, it can be found, or the discussion can be found in in the matter of Yisachar and Zvulun. So we know uh, what the Gemara says in Tractate Sota on page twenty one a. The Gemara in Tractate Sota on page twenty one a says the following. It says the Gemara like this. The Gemara says, "My dechsev." What does it say in Shir Hashirim eight? Bows Yevozulo that they will embarrass him. Amr Ula Ula said, "Loke Shimon Achi Azaria, not like Shimon, the brother of Azaria. Loke Reb Yochanan the Beinasiya, not like Reb Yochanan from the house of the of the of the Nasi. Eliki Hill Veshavna." It's like killing Shavna. What's the, it's not like the relationship that Shimon had with his brother Azaria, and it's not like the relationship that Rabbi Yochanan had with the house of the Nasi. Rashi explains that the brother of Shimon, Azaria, supported Shimon who studied Torah, and the brother of the the the, the house of the Nasi. Supported Rabbi Yochanan when he studied Torah. Eloke Hill Vishavna. It's the relationship in Hill and Shavna. The Chiyasa Ravdimi Amar Hill Vishavna Achiyavi. That when Ravdimi came, he said that then Hill and Shavna were brothers. 
Hillel Osik Batora, Hill learned Torah Shabna of Iska. So Shab Shabna was in business. Lasso Fumberle, in the end he said to him, Torna Rovilifleg, let's go mix up together and we'll divide. You get half of my money and I'll get half of your schar for learning Torah. So the Gemara says that doesn't work. It's also Baskov Amra. Uh, a heavenly voice came out and said, In Yitin Isha's call home beso. If a person will give all of the all of the possessions of his house, he cannot buy Torah. So the Gemara here says, according to Rashi, that if you have a relationship of Yisachar and Zvulin, so to speak, if you have a relationship with one person learns Torah and the other person supports him, then they can divide the reward like they divide the money. But one cannot sell the Torah that they learned. They cannot sell the reward that they got for learning the Torah. So the relationship of partnership like Shimon and Azariah and Rabbi Yechonon and the Benisiyah works, but a relationship like Hill and Shavna, where he wanted to buy Hillel's Torah learning, that doesn't work. So That's what the Gemara says. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. The, the Torah learning itself isn't transferable, but the Zahar is? Or... Oh, so that's the topic we're going to discuss. Exactly what are we talking about when we're talking about selling and buying Torah? And when we're talking about the relationship of Yisachar and Zvulun? Exactly what are we talking about when we're talking about that? That's the question that we're going to discuss. Doesn't this become a live issue with regard to women? It becomes an issue with women if women are supporting the Torah and not learning it themselves. That's going to discuss also if we have a chance. It's a shame. In the way I'm sorry, I'm trying to interrupt. The way I understand it and it's already understood that even the agreement before the Torah is learned that you're going to be a Oh, so that's what you're saying. It says it in the show based upon this Gemara, yeah. the Rabbeinu Yeruchim, which is quoted in the Beis Yosef, in his Sefer, told us other Mechava, Nesiv Beis, Based upon this Gemara, it's also quoted in the Ramah, in Simon Reishman Vav, in, in 246, number 1, the Rabbeinu Yorucham comes to the following conclusion. Here the Mechaber is uh, clearly quoting the Rambam, and the Rambam, uh, I presume, bases himself on the Gemara. Uh, the the Beragoyla says that the Rambam is in Perak Aleph, Milchus Tamitayra, is Mistama basing himself on the Gemara in Yuma on page 35b, when the Rambam says the following, Kol Ishmi Yisrael Every Jew is obligated to learn Torah. Ben Ani, Ben Asher, whether a person is poor, person is rich, Ben Shalim, Ben whether a person is healthy, Ben Ba Yisrael, whether they're not healthy. Ben Bochar, Ben Zokin Gadol, whether a person is young, whether they're old. Even if they're collecting money for themselves, going from door to door, they're still obligated to learn Torah. Even if a person is, is married, has children chayef, they're obligated to uh, set aside time to learn Torah, etc. Now the Mechaber finishes off and he says, somebody who doesn't have the, 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 the possibility to learn, because they don't know to learn, because they're very busy, they can't learn, then then they should support other people that learn. Right? So on this, there are more comments uh, from the tour. And uh, they consider like he's learning himself. A person can make a tnai. A person can make a deal with his friend, says the Ramah that his friend will learn Torah, and he'll support him. And they're going to divide, they're going to divide the schar. They're going to divide the reward for the learning of a Torah. Now says the Ramah, what you pointed out is, if the person already learned Torah, he cannot sell it. Because of the money that he will give him. So says the uh, that's the way the Rabbeinu Yeruchim learns the, the aforementioned Gemara, the Gemara that we just quoted. If you make a deal, so you can make a deal with somebody who's going to learn Torah. A person can't learn Torah for whatever reason, says the Machaber. They can't learn Torah because they are, can't. They don't know how, or they can't learn Torah because they're busy, they're too involved with the, their their work. So they can make a deal with somebody. 
but they'll learn Torah and support, they'll, they'll work, support the person who's learning Torah and divide the reward with him. That deal says the Rabbeinu Yerucham you can make, because that's the deal that was made with uh, Shimon and his brother Azariah, like the Gemara says in Saita. That deal says Rabbeinu Yerucham you can make, because that's the deal that was made between Rabbi Yerucham and the house of the Nasi, like the Gemara says in Saita. But if a person wants to make a deal that he says, listen, you learned Torah for 20 years, sell me 10 years of your, learning, or your Torah learning, that deal says the Rabbeinu Yerucham you cannot make. That deal you cannot make. As the, that's the deal that Shavna wanted to make with Hillel. Right? And the Gemara says, They will embarrass him for that. He cannot make such a deal. That deal is prohibited. Cannot sell. It doesn't work. Not it's prohibited. It doesn't, the deal doesn't work. Cannot sell 10 years of Torah learning ex post facto. In, uh, uh, re- re- retroactively. Can't sell, you cannot sell that. Only if the deal is struck in the beginning. That's the, what the Ramah says. So at a given point, a person can set up uh, such a such a deal. It's at a given point, people can. So you could set up the deal before, mm-hmm. but you cannot sell it after. You cannot set up the deal after. You remind me of Pechus Weinberger that he was so involved in checking shadness. He made a request to Mr. Tava. Look, I was so involved in checking shadness. I didn't have a chance to learn. He requested the same shas to make his memory in Mr. Tava. Well, fine, right, but he can't, it could be he's in his memory, but the, 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 the post facto, you cannot uh, buy it. You can't buy the schus. Right? Um, so here there is a tshuva, we, I have a, there's a tshuva from the Minchas Yitzchak in volume number 6, number 100. Now, the, the actual tshuva, the responsa, is dealing with a different topic which I don't want to get into, which is a separate discussion for us uh, not not for t- this evening, but the chuv, most of the chuva he actually spends talking about this particular topic. He talks about this particular topic, and uh, he quotes um, so far everything that we have quoted and then some uh, regarding this topic. And he wants to say very interesting. He wants to say that this ramor, this ramor is is uh, understanding, or at least the lotion of the ramor that says, that he should divide with him the reward, sounds like the divide, the reward is going to be rewa- divided 50-50. So if, let's say, the guy who's supporting is paying money for the Torah learning, and the guy learned, uh, the Tamar Chochem learned, uh, let's say, 10 years of Torah learning, so he gets 10 years, so if he pays for it, Right, he gets uh, fifty. He gets five years out of the ten years of schad. They actually divided fifty-fifty for, for half the money he pays for it. That's what it sounds like, um, from Rashi, and says the Minchas Yitzchak that Rashi actually. That, I'm sorry. That that's what that's what the Ramah means by the words and he wants to say that that is um, actually the the that Rashi seems to imply this. Because Rashi in Sota on page 21a that we quoted says the words, quote, in order that they should divide the merit of his learning. So the Ramah, who's quoting the Rabbeinu Yerucham, is based upon this Rashi that it sounds like that they're dividing the, that they're dividing the, the Torah learning. There's an actual division of the Torah learning. So the question now becomes: Is uh, the, 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 how much how much is he getting, right? So the Minchas Yitzchak says that Rashi seems to understand that actually he's losing the Torah learning, and that the Torah learning is going to be giving him the portion. He's going to get that portion of the Torah learning that he sold. Actually, he's going to lose it because they're going to divide it with the person who's supporting him. That's what it sounds like. Um, so he quotes. Um, the Minchas Yitzchak quotes, for example, the Eitz, the Eitz Yosef, uh, the Orachayim HaKadosh, the, uh, the Chidah in his Sefer Rosh Yosef, all of these that discuss, perhaps maybe the, the, the Torah scholar is going to keep the 10 years of his learning Torah. And even though the Zvulun who's supporting him is going to buy, is going to buy a half of it anyway. Or perhaps maybe he is going to lose half of, them, uh, half of the Torah learning. 
right? Perhaps maybe he's going to lose half of the Torah learning. Or maybe he won't. That's the discussion. So much so that says the Minchas Yitzchak that this is like a business deal. So if I buy a commodity from you, I can buy it. And then now it's in my possession. He says that the, he found in the, in the letters of the Chazonish, uh, the letters of the Chazonish in Simen Mem Zayin, that the Chazonish actually says, used to write a contract. Used to write a contract for Yisrochah and Zvulun, the supporter and the, and the person who's studying the Torah. Right, the, the contract used to say, because of Shem Bezelosh, and this is what he says to Minchus Yitzchak. All of his learning with the help of his support, his part will be like the part of the learner, and the one that's supporting it. That's what he says. Right? So that's what it sounds like. However, now this is interesting, that the Minchas Chitzrak wants to make this uh, an interesting discussion. He quotes a tshuva from the Maram Al-Shakar, which is quoted by all the Achronim in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Kufal of 101, who quotes the tshuva of Rav Haigon, and states that the tshuva of Haigon does not need any of my comments. Called the of Divrei Kabbalah, all his words are words of tradition. Vein vein we cannot add, we cannot subtract to what the Rav Haigon uh, has written in his tshuva. So, Rav Haigon was asked a very interesting question. Rav Haigon was asked the following. There was a fellow who used to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. A minute, some people have a minute, they fast on Mondays and Thursdays. So he fasted on Mondays and Thursdays, and he wanted to give the schar, the reward of his fasting to his friend. For the schar that he would get for fasting Monday and Thursday, he wanted to give it away as a gift. Right? That's what Rav Haigon says. For, or, so Rav Haigon was asked whether you can do that. Whether you can give it away as a gift or you could sell it. Let's say you do a mitzvah. You shake the lulav so you get schah. So Rav Haigon was asked, can you give it away? person fasts on a, on a fast, a Yorzeit fast or a Monday-Thursday fast. Can they sell the, can they sell the schah that they receive for the fast? But there's a difference between something that you're chayev to do. You can't give away a mitzvah that... No, you did it now. You did the mitzvah, and you did it now, and now you want to sell it. Now you want to sell the mitzvah. But you're not really getting schar for doing a mitzvah that you're chayav to do. So you get the schar. I'm assuming the person who fasted on Monday and Thursday is assuming that he's getting the schar. That's extra. That's extra. But the lulav is an extra. The lulav is something you have. Yeah, but the reward maybe you could tell you. The mitzvah he did because he had to do the mitzvah. Now he got the reward in Allah Mabba. He wants to give it away. To somebody is more needy for the reward. Right? That's what he wants to do. That's what Rav Haigon was asked. So Rav Haigon says, Kach ra'inu, kidvorim elu divrei hevel. Says Rav Haigon, this is, word, this is vanity. This is nothing. It doesn't work. Why? She'ein lismoich aleyen. Can't rely on such a thing. Ve'ech yale aleif. How could a person even think? How could he think? How could it be that the, he would think that the reward of the good actions that he did will go to this one? That's not possible. Eight, right? right the, the Pasuk, he quotes the Pasuk, and then he says, A person can't have the merit of, of somebody else. What do you think, says the Rav Haigon? You think that, that uh, for a reward for a mitzvah is something you carry in your pocket? And you walk around with it? That you should be able to give the reward to this one? You take it out of your pocket and you give it to somebody else? Says Rav Haigon, if a person would know the reward that he gets, he wouldn't give it to his, to his friend, even for money. And the other one wouldn't even take it from him if he knew what the other one was getting. Is it possible to make a deal with Hashem? I don't know, but Rav Haigon says it's ridiculous. Rav Haigon is saying it's ridiculous. The reward, the honor, the preciousness that they make for a tzaddik, Allah Maisim, you can't give that away. 
That's not possible. We don't know what the rewards are for a investment. Well, we don't know what the reward is, but whatever it is, I'm selling it. it says if I go and you can't, it's not something you carry in your pocket. You can't sell it. Certainly, if you pay a person to learn Torah, then you get reward for paying a person to learn Torah. Means if you support a person who's learning Torah, then you get a reward for supporting a person who's learning Torah. It's a separate word in, in its own way. Yeah. Well, okay. This is what I'm, this is what the Minchusitzuk wants to he make here out of this. A person facilitates the, the performance of mitzvahs by, uh, by supporting people. So for sure he gets a reward on this. So he, he gets it. Furthermore, a person who gives him a, a, a freedom to a person to learn Torah, of course, for, for certainly he gets a reward for this. The sort of high going continues, but uh, but 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 to, to 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 sell it, that you cannot do. Now the point that you're making, that's what the high going says. The point that you're making, the Minchas Yitzchak says, very interesting. He says here that we find in this discussion a discrepancy between Rashi and all those following him, Rabbeinu Yeruchim and everybody else, and this Rav Haigon. Okay, Rashi seems to imply that you can actually sell the Torah that you're learning. Or already learned. The, no, oh, so, no. Or, or the Torah learned. that you already learned, that already, it's a, a Gemara. You can't escape that. The Torah that you learned, you can't sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's Masma from Rashi who says that you take apart, like we said, how much are you taking? 100%, 50%, whatever it is, right? Rashi seems to imply that if you make the deal before the Torah is learned, you're actually buying the Torah. Rav Haigon says, there's no such thing. You can't sell Olam Abba. You can't sell the world to come. But you can't sell this Ha. So therefore... Did he just say that he, makes, he made those contracts with people? Well, wait. So let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me uh, lay this out on the table. Wow. Okay, let me lay this out on the table. Says the Minchas Ritzchak, Rashi and everybody that follows him, Rashi, Rabbeinu Yerucham, the Ramah, the Chita, the Eitz Yosef, the Ein Yaakov, the Orachayim HaKadosh, all of them are assuming, whatever they're saying, they're all assuming one thing. And that is, you can actually sell the reward for the Torah. Provided that you do it before the Torah is learned. You're, you're selling it. You're selling Olam Abor. You can make a contract like the Chazanish says, and you can sell Olam Abor to somebody else. Give it to them as a gift. Rav Haigon says you can't. Rav Haigon says you can't sell it before, you can't sell it after. You can't sell it. Oilam boss says of Haigon, which everybody else doesn't say, is not something you can carry in your pocket. You can take out a soda from your pocket. You can give it to somebody else. Oilam boy, you can't give to somebody else. It's not Shayach to sell it. It's not a commodity that, that you can barter and sell with. Therefore, you can't sell it before. You can't sell it after. It doesn't matter when you're selling it. The Rashi is learning that you can sell it. As long as you sell it before. That's the machloikis. You hear? That's what the Minchas Yitzhak points out. Sounds like from, sounds like, uh, uh, from the Rabbeinu Yerucham. Now, so, so, that, so then, if that's the case, so now we got, we got a problem. Okay. Now we got a problem. Now how are we going to explain Rabbeinu Yerucham's taina on Rashi? Right? Now how can you sell on the Mabah? Good, you can't sell it after. But how can you sell it at all? It's not that Rav Haigon is right. If we think about it. Rav Haigon is right. Olam boy is not something you can sell. Who said the Rabbani Shalom wants to give it to him? Like the quotes the later on. The Tuv Tam Bidas. Maybe it's not going to work. But Rav Haigon is saying. Who said the Olam boy is something that's unique to the individual. It's a consequence of their action. How can you sell something like that? You can't sell. How can you sell it? Rav Haigon is right. Oh, so what's oh, so before we go so before we answer so what does Rav Haigon say that's who is your point so what does Rav Haigon say so what are you selling or what are you getting what are we talking about here when the Shulchan Aruch says you can make a deal you saw Chetzvul according to Rav Haigon let's talk of Haigon first 
Rav Haigon says you can't sell it. Okay, good, you can't sell it because it's not a commodity. See, if you can't sell it, so what are you doing? So Rav Haigon says the simple. What you're doing is, is you're supporting Torah. For that, the Rabbani Shalom is giving you scha. The Rabbani Shalom is giving you reward for supporting Torah. That's a separate mitzvah. It has nothing to do with the Torah learning of the other guy. The other guy is going to learn the Torah. He's going to get the reward for learning his Torah. You're not going to get that. That's not shy to you. That's not something he can give away. It's not a transferable item. It says on his gun, on the thing, not transferable. But you could do something right? with someone else's merit. Yeah, but but that's only that. Yeah, but you're not giving them that. You're. I don't. I don't know what you're doing over there. We're not talking that now, right? Or maybe we're not holding like Rav Haigon. I don't know what Rav Haigon is saying about this. Right. It's not transferable. You can't. You can't. Right. If it's not transferable. You can't. Yeah, we just said even beforehand. You, you it's going to work because it's going to. It's going to work according to. Wait one second. One second. Keep that. Ask me a question when I finish this sentence. Okay, ask me that question when I finish the sentence to explain that, that also. Rav Haigon is saying that of course if you're paying a guy to learn Torah, you're not getting his Torah. It's not Shaykh. You can't. You can't get his Torah. So what are you getting? You're getting the reward for supporting him, a separate reward for supporting him. The reward that he himself is not getting because he's not supporting himself. You're supporting him. You're doing a mitzvah of support. For that you get a reward. You're not buying the Torah. That's what Haigon says to Minchasi. You can't buy it. You can't buy somebody else's Olam Abba. Not before, not after. Yeah. Now you're going to say, according to Rav Haigon, how do you do something in somebody else's merit? The answer is, Pash it. Is that why are you doing it in their merit? Why? Because they support, because they educated you. Because they supported you. Because they influenced you somehow. Right. So for this, they get a reward of the fact that they influenced you, Rav Haigon is going to say. You did the mitzvah, they're taking credit for it because they influenced you. That, as, uh, to the degree of influence that caused you to make the decision to do it in their merit, they get a reward for that. That's what Haigon is going to say, yeah? But you're not going to get a piece of it. That's your mitzvah you're doing. You can't sell anything you but do. But it's still an aliyah for their soul. Right? It's an aliyah for the soul because they were the cause of you doing right. it. It's like the contract before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what... That, that's what the, that, that, that's what Rav Haigon is going to hold. Now the Shaili is. So good, that's what Rav Haigon holds. But what about the Rashi? And everybody else, what do they hold? So good, so they hold, you can actually sell the Scha for the, mit, for, for the learning the Torah. But what are they going to do with Rav Haigon's Katayna? Oh good, you could sell the Scha for learning the Torah, but, but you can't sell it. It's not a commodity. What are you doing? That's the Minchas Yitzchak's question. So the Minchas Yitzchak wants to answer the question like this. He wants to answer with a Rosh Yosef. The Rosh Yosef says like this, and this is the Chidah. I can understand before the learning, says the Rosh Yosef. Before the person learns Torah, how is he learning Torah when he learns Torah? He's learning it because the rich person is supporting him. Vinim It comes out that the rich person is the cause of the Chacham's learning Torah. Because the, the Chacham is learning. But if it would not be for the money, the Chacham wouldn't learn at all. Right? Good, the rich person is not learning Torah. But without him, there would be no Torah learned, so he should get half of it. But if he already learned the Torah, and this guy didn't support him, and he, this person sacrificed for it, he died in the tent of Torah, like the Gemara says in, uh, at the end of Brachos. Uh, 63b, Mr. Probably. He died in the tent of Torah. It's not literally, figuratively. So, so what, what, how does the rich person get that? He doesn't. The Torah is already in the world. He learned it already. The wise person learned it already. So what is, so that's, the, that's what the Rosh Yosef says. So on this, says the Minchas Yitzchak, 
But it's a loyma, the law, the law have It doesn't mean that you're buying it. You can't buy it. Rabbeinu Haigon is right. You can't buy it. Right. Rakmitam goyrim, but you're causing it. You're not buying it. You're causing it. Shachacham yilmod. You're causing the person to learn. After, you, after the person learns it, you're not causing him to learn. So what do you want to do? You want to actually buy it. Buying is not possible. Causing, you can. Buying, you can't. So before, you're causing, not buying. After, you're buying, not causing. So before, since you're causing, you get, the, you get part of it. You're not buying it. So therefore, it doesn't matter. But after, what you're doing is you're buying. You can't buy. Cause, you can't cause it. You already, it's already done. Therefore, you don't get it. So we have a machoikis between Rashi and everybody that follows mm-hmm. and the Rabbeinu Haigon. Rashi learns if you cause it, you get it. Let's say you caused a uh, uh, hundred hours of Torah being learned. You get fifty hours of Torah being learned as your your reward. Rav Haigon says, no, you get the reward for supporting a hundred hours of learning Torah, but not the actual learning Torah itself. Rav Haigon holds, you can't buy the Torah no matter what. And even if you cause it, you only get the reward for causing it. Rashi agrees you can't buy the Torah. But if you cause it, you get it because it wouldn't be for you. You would never, It wouldn't have been existing. So does Haigon also say that you can cause it and get reward for causing it? What? Haigon would also agree that you could get the schar for causing it? Rav Haigon learns that you get the reward for causing it, but you don't actually get it itself. Okay, and it like Rashi is saying you get it itself. Oh. See, the, the Malbim in, in, in Tehillim, of Matovu Manoim Shevesachim Gam Yachad, on the Psukim of how good it is for two brothers to live together, the Malbim over there says that's talking about the relationship between Yisach and Zvulun. And the Malbim goes as far as to say is that the Zvulun is going to know the Torah that Yisachar learned. Not only is he going to get the reward, but he's also going to know it, if I remember correctly. He's also going to know the Torah that Yisachar learned. Rav Haigon is not going to learn like that. Maybe Rashi will learn like that. Rav Haigon is not going to learn like that. Because Rav Haigon is going to say, you, you, you know, Atkan, this is as far as you can go. Supporting the Torah, you get reward, fine, but you didn't learn it. Rashi is going to say, no, if it wouldn't be for you, there wouldn't be a Torah. So you get it. Like uh, the Mabim is saying, not only do you get the reward for the learning Torah, but you're also going to know it. You hear? So uh, the Minchas Yitzhak says that he's seen uh, others for him that say like this. That the other Swarim say like this. I mean, the, he says he quotes a say for Tuf Tam Vidas that uh, makes his distinction and he supports the Rav Haigon's opinion that uh, Rav Haigon is saying, oh, good, so a person does a mitzvah who says Hashem wants to give the reward to the other person. Maybe there's other considerations. Right. Who said that he wants to give him the reward? There's other considerations why he should get it. Well, I, I have one question. It says in Hashem does or take kindness. Yeah, so over there you're going to have to say that the reward is only because it's showered on the person who is the original cause of it. If I make money, so somebody, you know, somebody inherits the money. Mm-hmm. So who's got the, the, the money is mine. Except the reward is mine that, they, that, 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 that the Yerush is getting the money. Mm-hmm. Not the Yerush's reward. So he's getting it, but he's not getting it because of him, he's getting it because of me. I'm the one who's really getting it. It's my schus that, that he's getting it, not his schus. So in that case, from that perspective, maybe you could say, Daka, maybe you could say that it's... Uh, That's how I'm What? That's why I was wondering that's a chas a lot. Hashem actually does repay the schus to those who come after us for the things that we did. Is it the schus or the protection? No, right, but I'm saying it's the schus. Let's say 
that you, let's say you have the person who um, you have the person who is who is um, does something that merits that schos. Yeah. So that person now has a schos that his children should have it. When his children get it, it's the father's schos, not the children's schos that the children are getting it. You understand what I'm saying? It's, 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 if it would but be the children, the children wouldn't get it. It's only the father is getting it by the children getting it. Sometimes when the second party gets it, it's really the first party who's getting it. If I promise that I'm going to give your children something, yeah, when I give your children that thing, who's getting it? The children or you? Children? It's the promise that I'm fulfilling for you, not the children. Why? The children happen to be the beneficiaries of that promise, but they're not the ones who are getting it. You are. I'm not giving it to them because of them. I'm giving it to them because of you. But they still have it. I mean, in practical terms, they're the ones who... If you're talking about a commodity, if you have a coat, so you paid somebody for a coat, and there's only one coat. The person who you paid is not going to get the coat. Only one person is going to get the coat. But with Torah, it's different because it can be... This, once it's out there, it can go and go and go and go. It's not just a coat. Yeah, so, so I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure how that works. Moses could come back from his from his boat trip, and then he could he could learn the Torah that you know he could give over the his brother could give him over the Torah, which he wouldn't have been able to learn. Oh, that's fine. But he's what he's going to teach him the Torah. Fine. So that he already learned because the bullet went out on the boat. Fine, but he's going to teach them. I'm saying, but the answer I don't know how that works. That uh, Hashem uh, gives the schus. He's not going to give something for somebody nothing for no reason. It's only what we're saying here is according to Rav Haigon, and you have to say, I mean, you cannot, you cannot, according to Rav Haigon, you cannot uh, sell Olam Abba. It's like this Tuv Tam Vidas says that the, is quoted uh, in the Minchas uh, Yitzchak. Tuv Tam Vidas, Chelikal Sim Reshud Zayin says, Ve'eich Yuchol Lemochroi. How can you sell it? Perhaps maybe he wants to give a chesed to this one, not the other one. He quotes a medrash that says earlier. Right? The medrash says, Right, what am I asking you, the Rabbana Shalom says? To put on tzitzis? Who gave you the tzitzis to put on that I'm asking you to put on? So you're not earning the, you're not earning the reward, says the Tuftam Vidas. What you're doing is, is, is you're doing what Hashem said. And the fact that Hashem gives you the reward is a chesed. It's not an earning it. Because the Rabban Hashem didn't have to give you the tzitzis to put on your, on your bag. Right? So if it's a chesed, says the Tuftam Vidas, maybe he wants to give it to this one. He doesn't want to give it to the other one. So how is he going to sell it then? Doesn't it does? I mean, just just to play uh, devil's advocate here, wouldn't it make couldn't one make the argument if it's a chesed to begin with uh, that it can be divided between the person who's between the person who's sustaining the Torah and the person who is learning the Torah? Say what? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand. What is the, What are we saying? What are we saying? Schar for something is. If we're saying that we're we don't know what it is. Okay. We don't know what the schar is. It's was pointed out before. We don't know what it is. No one knows. Take a look in the beginning of the Mikhtav Mel Yahu. The reward in the Olama boys is, is nobody knows what it is. We don't know what it is. It's not a tangible item. <laughs> it may be very tangible, but it's not, the, not by the senses. <laughs> anyway, so that's the... That's a discussion. So, it's a, so, so the answer to that question is is that you cannot, uh, you, 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 you cannot sell it. You cannot sell Olamabo. And certainly you cannot sell Averos. A person cannot sell um, person cannot sell uh, the reward for a mitzvah or a punishment for an Averos. I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know why they yeah, want to buy it. It's like a porous chickens. People, like people do. They they shlug the money or the chicken by everything we care for. We say this chicken is mine. We'll go either be shechered or stuck respectively. You know. Yeah, but you're not buying. Let's say you're not buying chicken. 
you're putting your sabbat and putting the Averis and the money that he is her kafaris. Okay, anyway, so he says, he concludes that the, the uh, I think it's sort of the Ma'oris HaParsha, the Sefer that we quoted earlier in our discussion, is he says that if somebody is selling their, their schus in Olam then that's an Aver in itself. Then why should, what kind of, what kind of schus, what, that, that means that they, they're selling it. So then, so then it shows that they don't deserve it in the first place. Like Esau. Why you say no? Yes or no? You agree? <laughs> if a person wants to sell it, that means it's not the showing. It's not important to them. Well, originally you said he wants to. And then it, it, that's like Asaf. Giving it and selling it is a big difference. So even if he's giving it, if he if he's doing that, so then what is he doing? He, he's like you he's said he's, at the beginning. There's somebody who he feels needs it more. He's evaluating. He's evaluating. But not if, not if, not if he says, I know that what I'm doing is very worthwhile, and if Okay, maybe I don't know, but this the the Maoris Amusa quotes the rest of the Rav Haigon, which I don't I don't see in the Minchas Yitzchak, but he says like this: Shoita, this foolish person, Shemachar Tanisoi, who sold his fast. That was the question. Right, Achla Kabbal Isherusa, Maschar Yeshlolif Neakosh Bacha. What kind of reward is this person getting? Halo Kvar Notol Damimze. He already took money for it. Right, so okay, so A wants to sell the reward that he earned for fasting to B, right? But A got money for the reward instead of the reward for for, for, for his fast. So what's he selling now to B? How did he get money? What B paid A? Oh, right. A wants to sell B, says of Haigon, the the reward for his fast. So B pays him money. Right. So now. The reward for his fast is the, the, uh, the, the reward that A gets for his fast, says Rabbi Gon, is the money that B gave him. So if the money was given to B, uh, by B to A, as a reward, so what reward did B get from A? Because A switched. Okay, let's say, right, let's say, let's say that A, says Rabbi Gon, let's say that A gets reward of... Uh, of Olam uh, reward for fasting, right? Now, he comes over to B and he says, B, I want to sell you the reward in Olam that I got for fasting in the world to come. So B gives him money. Now that he has the money, the reward in the world to come is no longer because it now became the money. So if, the, if it became the money, he redeemed the reward, exactly like Maisa Shani. He redeemed the reward in all of our for the money. So now A has the reward in his pocket. So what did B get? <laughs> Nothing. That's right. Right? <laughs> and that is proves that he didn't sit and fast for Hashem. He suffered the fast for the money. Says the Moraz Parsha, for this he should get punished instead of receiving a reward. Ki also shame Shemayim plaster. Ukikardum lechobalechem. What did he do? He made the Shem Shemayim, the name of heaven, into a hole with which to dig and to make uh, bread. Okay. Alright. A person who buys, this all I guess is Rav Haigon. Person who buys the reward of his friend, it's a laughing stock. A person can pay whatever he wants to pay. He's not going to get the reward of his friend. What is he? It's a, it's, it's a joke. No, so it, it, it's the same thing. How could you give it to him as a gift? You can't. You can't give it away like we discussed it. Well, that leads us to a very interesting question. How, how, is, how is Rachel allowed to give from marriage away to Yaakov, but to Leah? Because 
it was it wasn't her marriage to give away. It was her supposed to have. How, how was she allowed to give her marriage away? Yeah, because she didn't want it to be embarrassed. But that's no, but not still, that's not the answer to the question. Wait, I'm saying before we get into before we get into that before we conclude, I just want to mention that that Rabbi Akiva Eger, Rabbi Akiva Eger, this point that Rav Haigon makes that the person who's buying the reward in the end is an embarrassment because he's paying money. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Akiva Eger quotes a chuvas, uh, the Chuvas um, in Simrish Membov that we mentioned before, Chuvas Eish Dos, which is printed in some Shulchan Aruch on the side. There he says that the person who's buying, the Eish Dos says no. The person who's buying the reward is showing that he wants it. Even though he didn't learn the Torah, he didn't do the mitzvah, but he wants it. He didn't fast, but he wants it. So that shows that it's beloved to him, that it's important to him to have the reward in Olam Abba. For this, when he shows his commitment that he wants the reward in Olam Abba, for that he gets ha. So, so Rabbi Gon says he gets nothing, but, for the, but, but the H. doesn't agree with that. He says for that he gets ha. What's your question? And then we conclude with this. Yeah, the whole question was, I tried to get an answer, how was... How is Rachel allowed to give her marriage to Yaakov away to Leah? Because it wasn't hers to give away. You can't, you can't give away schar. It was her schar to have that marriage. Okay, that's Yaakov. an aside. That's a presumption that it was a schar to have the marriage. Is that that she was going to get married, and then she let Leah get married? It's not she gave anything away. She just, she just let Leah get married. No, what it was in Shemayim. She gave the password. She gave the password. As, she gave her the password, but as far as what it was in Shemayim is, is that the, this was not a schar of a mitzvah. This was a deal. The the one that's going to get married is the one who's going to get married, and the other one got married. It wasn't a, re, a reward or or, or 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 a merit in Olamapua. It was a swindling deal. Oh. It was a business deal. Lovin knew about it. Of course, we don't give away the the younger one first. Of course not. What did you think? But, Lovin said to Yaakov, right? No, Yaakov didn't know. So the question whether she was right or wrong, but I'm saying it's not pertinent to our discussion because nothing to do with with merits or reward from her perspective. From her perspective, from 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 uh, from her perspective, it was a business deal, and so for this business deal, so she said, okay, it's not going to be me; it'll be Leah instead. Perhaps maybe Afanemes she did give away his chos. In truth, she did give away Eschos, but that wasn't the Cheshman. The Cheshman was just what you see. And what you see is that there was a business deal, and she gave it away. But she didn't give, her, she didn't give away Eschos ex post facto. She allowed her sister... That, I'm saying, but even if you're going to say that, even if you're going to say that in truth, that she did give it away in the, on the, on the, in the actual dealings with it, she didn't. In the actual dealings with it, she just uh, allowed... Uh, Leia to marry him. Did you know that he would then agree to marry her also? She could have lost him altogether. Yeah, I'm saying it's not. That she would have been for, uh, had to marry Asa then. Right. Okay, so we're going to conclude we, this. So what do we mean 